Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast. My name is Chris Shad. I write for Zone Coverage as well as Bring Me the News. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're available in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. However you consume us, podcast, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, like comment, subscribe, share, do all those cool YouTube things. I think there's a bell to ring on YouTube. Do all of it so you never miss a new episode. Adam, you know what? I was supposed to be at opening day today. We'll start with this. And uh, I am not because it is freezing cold here. It's 28 degrees. Have you gotten to a San San Diego? uh, I was going to call it San Diego State, but I mean, that might open some old wounds after Monday. Um, Have you been to a Padres game yet? Are you planning on going to a Padres? Uh, Not this year. Uh, I haven't been yet, but they've only played like obviously like five or six, five or six games. Um, but I'll, I'll be there. I'll, not a real fan. I'll go. <laughs> not a real fan. If you I didn't watch, it. I didn't, I didn't watch the San Diego State game on Monday either. I didn't watch. I watched like the last five minutes to see if they could come back, but no, I didn't watch that either. Um, so I didn't watch like any of their final four games. Um, but yeah, I'll go. We'll go. Me and my my boys like to go to uh the Padres games and walk around and get ice cream. They have like a, a sandbox there. Obviously they like to play there. Yeah. Uh, they have like a little field and playground uh, in the back. So they like to go there. So we'll go, we'll go. That was a good time. It's a good time. It's good. It's a great stadium. And uh, they're, uh, they seem to be pretty good this year. Your activities seem to be a lot uh, more wholesome than my activities at opening day. Somebody actually <laughs> sent me a video of a Brewers fans and Vikings fans will get a kick out of this because Brewers fans are basically Packer fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of twins Packer fans. I, I've seen that, but there's not a lot of Brewers Vikings fans like Brewers. Mm-hmm. That's like the heart of that market. Well, anyway, this guy uh, was drinking some beers, saw the line was too long uh, at Miller Park and just decided to piss right in the concourse um, just out in the open. Like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Like, yeah. uh, whatever. Right. You know, what would be next level there is like if he was going and the beer vendor walked by like boy, the beer man, whatever (laughs) his name is in Wisconsin. And he's just like, hey, bartender, hey, bartender, could you you hand me another beer? I'm kind of low on fluids here, as you can see. It's like you guys are the brewers. I'm just, you know, just following along with that. What do you want me to do? He used to uh, uh, Bernie Brewer used to slide into a mug of beer 
at uh old county stadium but now it's whole now he slides into home plate because people thought it was like, it goes down the slide or whatever right yeah yeah they they have to they have to give something for adults like you know drunken assholes pissing in a concourse or something like that are they the ones that have the the bratwurst race they do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's that. it is incredible to see live but now everybody has their own version of it like kansas city does hot dogs i, yeah, um, I think like pittsburgh has like the pierogies or whatever Yep, and, and Target Field, it's like a Target-sponsored thing. And okay. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think it is. One guy's a loon okay. because that's our state bird. Yep. Um, the other one is Paul Bunyan. Okay. Uh, then there is Babe, the blue ox. And then there is, I think, Bullseye, which is like the Target mascot. Okay. Yep. And then they have Adam Thielen, which is just kind of weird. He just comes out not Adam dressed Thielen. in anything. <laughs> it's like, I know the hey, national, it's Minnesota the, too. The Nationals have the presidents too. Right? They do. Yeah. They do. Um, one guy who might be a little Minnesotan is a new quarterback that has entered the chat for the Vikings pre-draft speculation. And his name is Dorian Thompson Robinson. People refer to him as uh, DTR. I almost yep. said FTR. Uh, KSTP's <laughs> Darren Wolfson reports that the Vikings have done good work on the UCLA quarterback and Tony Pauline of the pro football analysis network i think i just butchered that website's name. pro football network thank you pro football network uh said uh named the vikings as a possible landing spot for dtr on tuesday the dtr file in case you're wondering he completed 69.6 percent of his passes nice for 3169 yards very nice 27 touchdowns and 10 picks at ucla last season he is a six foot two 203 pound prospect a 4.56 Time in the 40 yard dash and has a pretty good arm. Are you interested in DTR on the Vikings, Adam? Uh, if they can get him in uh, the later rounds, like back of the back of the third, maybe the fourth. Um, yeah, I, I'd totally be interested in in him. Uh, it seems like the Vikings have done a lot of their obviously Darren Wolfson and other pe- other people have reported they've they've met with him and done a lot of work on him. So there's clear interest interest there. Um, he's got a lot of traits that someone maybe like a, a Jalen Hurts has where, you know, you don't have necessarily have to be, have all these like superstar tools, you know, to put your team on the back. But as long as you go out there and execute, you can be a, a solid quarterback in the NFL. And, um, I think Thompson Robinson has a lot of those traits. He's also, yeah, a very good, uh, rusher. I think he ran for 12 touchdowns last, last season as well. Um, so that's an element of his game that the Vikings can, uh, use to their advantage. And it seems like they his skill set is something that they're interested in based on the moves that they've made uh, for, in free agency wise, adding you know a blocking tight end, bringing back CJ Ham, um, bringing back Alexander Madison. It seems like they're they're getting ready to get a little bit more physical um, and and run the ball a little more, bit more, um, whether it's next season or or the year after. Um, and and Thompson Robinson, if you bring him in now, you can sit him for a year. The only downside is you don't get that fifth year option. Um, but the good thing is if you draft him, you know, in the middle rounds, you're not going to feel, uh, as bad if you have to move on from like, you know, Kellen Mond, you draft him one year and then you're like, eh, he wasn't that good. So let's just get rid of him and find someone else. So, uh, I'm intrigued. I think he's very interesting and it seems like the Vikings are interested in him as well. He's not the top quarterback on my board, obviously. Like, I'm not going to go Chris Sims and be like, I had Kellen Mond ahead of Justin Fields. Like, okay, dude. Um, 
I like it as far as the mid round pick goes. Like if you're in the third, fourth round and you're chilling like, Hey, what do we do? This is a fine pick because honestly you have the same odds of hitting on a quarterback that you do. If you draft a corner in that third round or a defensive tackle or whatever need the Vikings have. Um, I think that strategy number one should be to see if you can move up and get one of the guys you like in this draft. If you really like Will Levis, like we've heard a lot about, if you really like Anthony Richardson, um, those two guys, if you can get into the upper half of the first round, you can do that. I, I don't want it. I've said this before, and it's the same thing with Hendon Hooker. I don't want to see the Vikings reach for a quarterback at 20. Right. Like if the top four are gone and you know you're sitting there, don't get cute, don't trade back and take him in the second round. Like this is a guy you take in the third. Because I was I was gonna say he does have a very similar athletic profile to Kellen Mond. He's got a big arm, he's very mobile, he's a great dual threat quarterback. If you watch him running alone. You'll be like, oh, my God, this is a great guy. But he was in Chip Kelly's system, which makes things very easy for quarterbacks because it's a lot of screens. It's a lot of short passes. It's designed to move very quickly down the field. He's also going to be 24 in November. So this is another one of those older quarterbacks, although not as older as Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, who are going to be 24 and 25, respectively, much younger in their careers. Um, The other thing, too, I, I mean... I like the fact DTR can kind of play out a structure, whereas Hendon Hooker, you know, he, according to Thor Nystrom, he only completed seven passes when he was moved from his spot during his career at Tennessee, which that's a red flag. That's basically Kirk Cousins level, like improvisation, like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, So yeah, like like you said, if it's a fourth or fifth round pick or even a third, like you just look at him, you give him a year and you're like, this guy's not cutting it you just cut him like you got to take risks at the quarterback position and i and this is a risk the vikings haven't taken in years because they've had Kirk cousins who you know oh my god bo levi vitchell wants to take my job well (laughs) what is he supposed to say like nah i just i i really idolize sean mannion and just how he's been able to keep a job for this long which really he kind of should be with quarterbacks like I want to be Sean Mannion. No, nobody's saying that. You could pull a so. Cam Newton now or what he, whatever he's doing now being like, I'll be the backup for half the league. And it's like, you clearly need money. Everybody's uh, like, we're good. Yeah. We're good. And we're, we're good. It's like uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to play till I'm 45. Cause okay. I got to pay. Wasn't he supposed kids. to have, isn't he supposed to have like some sort of announcement soon or whatever? I think like Josina Anderson said, like he's going to say something. It's still, it's still early April. So yeah, that's true. He's retiring. That's the you know, like what, yeah. what 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 else is he gonna say? I'm playing in the USFL. Uh, no, um, you, that would you, be you, awesome. You, by the way. you mentioned he would <laughs> he would probably dominate. In the, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, you mentioned Chris Sims, uh, so I looked up his his uh, quarterback rankings real quick. He did it by tiers this year. Um, so he's got C.J. Stroud as number one, Bryce Young number two, Hendon Hooker number three. <laughs> Uh, of course he is. And Anthony Richardson, number four. And then he's got Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Will Levis um, in the same tier at number five. Hmm. So just interesting. Something to keep in the back of uh, your mind or whatever. But I think like if you're going to to get Will Levis, you probably have to maybe give up some picks to trade up and get him. And if you think that Dorian Thompson Robinson is either like on the same level or a little bit better than him and you can wait for him and possibly you know, trade back in the first round and get more draft capital and still be able to get him later. I think that's probably something the Vikings are would be more interested in this year. Or 
we could be wrong, and they just want to trade up and and get someone like an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis. We just we don't know. We've only seen Quayceedo Fomenza do one one NFL draft, so we you know he did trade back, but that doesn't mean he's not going to trade up this year or whatever. So it's a different different scenario with Kirk only you know having a year left on his deal. So you know we we don't know what really to expect from from the Vikings in the draft this year. And I do like Thompson Robinson and the fact that you mentioned he. He's a little bit like Mond, and I think he's much less robotic than than Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond was just like snap the ball, make sure you got like this this like perfect mo this perfect stance or whatever every time. It's like hold the ball up here, take three steps back. Even when he's moving, like moving around, he's still going like hold. What was the (laughs) what was the dude's name like when we were kids? It was like this baseball like form video. And it was like, what was it, Tom Amansky or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Fred McGriff, I think, sponsored it. But like yeah. Tom Amansky and like the kids are like, you know, yeah. uh, it was on like uh, that. That was basically like Kellen Mond. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of Sports Center. Yeah. It's like, improve well, he came your from, baseball game. He was under Jimbo Fisher, who, you know, is known for putting out some of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, like Christian Ponder, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Uh, yeah. Jameis. So, oh, uh, Jameis, if you take away the interceptions, he's like all big oh, quarterback. Yeah. Interceptions, small little details. Yeah. Same thing with Tommy Kramer. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that's not how it, how it goes. Um, but yes, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by if they don't get a quarterback in the first round, this would be the guy that I think that they would probably go after in the middle of the rounds because it just seems like they're, they've clearly shown their interest. And I believe they met with him. I want to say they met with him either the combine or the senior bowl. Um, so they've, they've, as as of as almost every draft analyst now has stated, the Vikings have done their homework on this quarterback as well as others. Well, speaking of other prospects, the Vikings have done their homework on. We're starting to learn some of the prospects that will be in for their top thirty visits next week. I believe it is uh, at TCO Performance Center. Um, no Hendon Hooker, no Dorian Thompson Robinson yet, <laughs> but uh, Darren Wolfson also dropped some names that could be appearing at this top 30 event, which include Alabama safety, Brian Branch, USC wide receiver, Jordan Addison, TCU wide receiver, Quinton Johnston, UAB cornerback, Starling Thomas, the fifth big fan of the fifth. Like it's impressive. You have one Starling Thomas, but once you get to five, it's just like, I, I like, I think it should be modernized. Are we getting lazy? Cause you're just naming everyone the same thing or he should like, be Starling Thomas 5.0 is what his name should be. <laughs> no, like, he should have the like Matt Hardy. What was it? Matt Hardy 1.0 back yeah. in the day. Like, like the three, it? the three that RG three has, he should have the, the four with the slash through it, like for five instead of the V <laughs> got, got Matt Hardy's old, old theme in my head now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. V2. Um Minnesota cornerback Terrell Smith, Minnesota safety Jordan Howard, uh Howden, excuse me, row the boat, go gophers. Bowling Green defensive tackle Carl Brooks. <clears throat> he also other prospects that have been mentioned. I don't know if this is Wolfson or not, but uh LSU offensive tackle Anthony Bradbird, Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, North Dakota State tackle Nash Jensen. Sacramento State safety Marte Mapu. I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize. Uh, UAB running back Dwayne McBride, Minnesota center John Michael Schmitz, and Nebraska wide receiver Trey Palmer. Do any of these prospects catch your eye? Because they're obviously prospects the Vikings are interested in. Um, I like that they're bringing in the receivers. 
Um, I think that mm-hmm. that shows that that's a consideration, at least for, for the first round, especially Jordan Addison, who seems to uh, make a lot of plays. Uh, he didn't, his, he didn't put up the kind of numbers last year at USC. I think people thought he would, but he also didn't get as many opportunities that he did the year before when he was at Pitt and he was basically the guy. And Kenny Pickett was thrown to him because um, he had 17 touchdowns, I believe, when he, he was at Pitt. And then last year it dropped down to, to eight, which is still pretty good. And he still he still averaged like 14.8 uh, yards per catch, um, which is which is impressive. Um, but he had he, he had like 40 less catches and like 600 less six 700 less yards but it was in three less games yeah so um i I'd keep an eye on him and then you know the other receiver from tcu um is intriguing as well i just think the vikings you know people were like okay oh, jay osborne he can be number two receiver and i think anyone who has watched kj osborne is like he's good but i don't think you know if he was a good number two he would have probably been used that way last year um because adam Thielen wasn't doing that great um, so I like KJ Osborne. I think he'll still be solid next year, but I still think, and he'll be, uh, will he be a free agent after, after next year? I think he might. Yes. Um, yeah, KJ so, Osborne's in a contract. So they got, yeah. So they got a plan on, on his exit as well. So getting a receiver, you know, to essentially replace him as well would, is something that the Vikings should be considering. So that, that was intriguing me. I like, you know, that they're thinking about receiver. It's weird because in the past they would have, you know, I feel like brought in receivers and have been like, right, they're going to bring in guys and they're not going to get them anyways because they're just going to run the ball. But, you know, this offense seems to be more centered around the pass, even though they are gearing up to be bigger and more physical. But at the same time, they still need think about a receiver. So, yeah, I like I like that they're bringing in some some receivers, some notable receivers. I like uh, Brian Branch from Alabama. And I know that he's a safety. You already have Harrison Smith and you have Lewis Seen. But from what I've heard and read, this is not a guy that is a traditional safety. He's more of a nickel corner. And that has been one of the biggest weaknesses for the Vikings dating back to long ass time, basically. Uh, I went I went back. What's that? Since Antoine Winfield. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I went back to 2018 and looked up the yards per uh, covered snap of Vikings Nichols defenders since 2018. Last year, you had Chandon Sullivan, 1.4. That's 34th out of 44 qualifiers. Not good. Year before that, Mackenzie Alexander, 1.46, 35th out of 41. Uh, Jeff Gladney, 1.30, 27th out of 47 uh, qualifying slot corners. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, 1.11, pretty good, but yeah. 23rd out of 46 corners. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander in 2018, 1.13. I, I didn't go back and I didn't look up Terrence Newman, but I, I that's mean, okay. that, that has been, that's been a problem. It, it's, it, it's been an area that the Vikings defense has been susceptible in. And today's receivers can do everything. They can mm-hmm. go on the outside. They can go in the slot. Like look at Justin Jefferson. He can do everything. Like, you have guys that are going to get drafted. Like Josh Downs is a guy from North Carolina. He's a guy that's probably a slot receiver, but he's very good at being a slot receiver. You have guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba in this draft who can do a little bit of both play on the inside and the outside. He can run both routes. Like you need a guy on the inside that can shut him down because right now the Vikings don't have a shadow corner like a Xavier Rhodes or a sauce Gardner or prime Patrick Peterson. 
they need to kind of stay in their lane and keep guys in specialized roles. Now, will that change with uh, Brian Flores' scheme? I think so, because he wants guys that are versatile, that can go all over the place. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take time to build that. So, I, I mean, Branch is a great run defender as well. Like, I, I like Brian Branch, especially if they decide to take him at 23. I, I would not hate that pick at all. But another guy that I like on this list is Trey Palmer, who is a five, former five-star recruit at Tennessee, transferred to Nebraska. His stats weren't great because Scott Frost didn't know what the hell he was doing. Um, Scott Frost looks like Kyle Rudolph and uh, what's his name from Friday Night Lights? Not Saracen, but his best friend. No idea. The guy that he looks like Kyle, I can't think of his name right now, but it's like those two got merged and then they just fed him a lemon to suck on like their entire life. And that looks like Scott Frost. Just like, uh, where's he now? Uh, Is he just not, not, not collecting paychecks? Okay. Cause he, he was fired after the first game this year when he ran an onside kick up 10 to Northwestern and Northwestern came back to beat them because they recovered the onside kick, had a short field. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then, oh, whoops, that backfired. You know you're good when you get replaced by Matt Rule. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, I don't know. Matt Rule could, he was a good college coach. Like, he took Baylor to the BC, well, I guess the BCS isn't a thing in Temple. The New Year's Six. New Year's Six. So I don't know. I could see Matt Rule doing some things at Nebraska, but it's different, different out there with NIL. It's different for everybody. He just has the Gophers who just lost Jamison Battle to uh, Ohio State, a team in their own conference. But don't get me started on the Gophers and NIL. I will lose my mind. Uh, Palmer ran a 4.33 40-yard dash at the combine. His mock draftable comps, which should always be taken with a grain of salt. 
But when you looked at his list, you saw some decent names. Nelson Aguilar, Lee Evans, Garrett Wilson, Reggie Wayne. As a day three pick, I'm okay with that as well. If the Vikings want to let KJ Osborne, give KJ Osborne that opportunity to take the number two role. And if that doesn't work, you have a developmental guy in Trey Palmer who could break out. So um, his hands are a little bit small. I think they're under 10 inches. But um, again, he's a guy that you take late. And remember, Stefan Diggs was a five-star recruit uh, coming out. Like when you're late in the draft, those are the guys I want to look at, like guys that are five-star recruits that obviously showed something and see if you can bring out the best version of them of themselves. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking at in that group. On the other hand, Laquan Treadwell was also a five-star recruit. So, well, <laughs> I will get to, I will get to that in a second because I will, I, I'm going, I'm going to drop some fire here at the end of the podcast. So the surprise of no one, Okay, but let's move on. Let's talk about another wide receiver the Vikings could get. <clears throat> yep. And his name is Jerry Judy. Uh, Kenneth Tape, Teep. Sure. You will go with that. Right. Of the NFL analysis network. That is where I was thinking of it because I yeah. had profile and I'm like, that's not right. No, this is NFL analysis network. Uh, says that an anonymous executive, I love those this time. Always year, anonymous. Says the Vikings interest in Jerry Judy is real. Wouldn't it just be awesome if like, an executive just came out and said who it was like Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> said that he heard <laughs> like yeah. Kevin O'Connell said that no, they're, they're not going to do that. Uh, tape teep also speculated that the Vikings could offer the number 23rd pick in this year's draft no. or a second round pick in the 2024 draft to acquire him. Uh, you may have just answered my question. Are you in on Jerry Judy? Mm, not for the f- 23rd pick uh if they want to give up <sighs> would i give up a third for him uh no i think he'd have to be maybe a third next year and then like the fourth this year um he just hasn't been that impressive um and and he was also drafted the same year as justin justin jefferson so his you know he's gonna probably want to get paid soon and you're already paying justin you're gonna be paying justin jefferson so are you going to give up assets to get someone who's going to want to get a lot of money as well? And you also have to pay TJ Hawkinson and Christian Derrissaw. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I understand the connections there with, with uh, George Payton and the Vikings and the Vikings need for a replacement of Adam Thielen and Jerry Judy being on the trade block. Cause apparently Sean Payton doesn't think he's good either, which would be pretty correct. He's just, he's had some moments but he hasn't really he's he was drafted in the first round he was drafted before Justin Jefferson um and he hasn't even come close to I, th- I would say what Jefferson was the top of that class CD Lamb uh was Amon Ross St. Brown in there I think he might have been second round um uh he was like a fourth rounder actually yeah, but he he would probably be the the third best or if if not second uh out of that class and Judy's not he's not up there um so no no thanks <laughs> It is wild to go back and look at that draft and see, you know, who there's one person there. I'm not going to talk about, but right. Uh, <laughs> the first person drafted who's yes. no longer in the league because no. yeah, couldn't yep. didn't know what an Uber was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm leery about trading for players right now because right. the Vikings don't have a lot of picks and they got themselves in their, this mess because they traded draft picks for players. Um, you trade a six round pick for Ross Blacklock. Who, if I told you he was on the Vikings, you know, there's going to be some people who'd be like, who is that again? Um, you gave up a seventh round pick this year 
and what's going to be a fifth round pick in 2024 for Jalen Rieger. And that looks like an awful trade as well. Uh, you gave up a second rounder for TJ Hawkinson, which is a good deal, but it's still a second round pick. And, and we're in this position where we're trying to like recoup draft capital. And I'm looking at that. Like I would just rather, I mean, I'd rather roll with if it's the choices between trading 23 for Jerry Judy or trading uh, or just letting KJ Osborne take the number two role and taking a guy like Palmer late. I'd rather do the latter. I, I'd honestly rather try that and maybe even maybe even make a shrewd free agent signing and see what happens there. Although the Vikings haven't had success with that. But I, I just don't think Judy has lived up to his hype coming out of the draft. He was one of my favorite receivers. I actually liked him better than Justin Jefferson coming out. But, um, you know, he's never had a thousand yard season. Um, he's an excellent route runner, but he's got a durability issue. Right. He only played five games in, or excuse me, played 10 games in 2021, but he only started five of them. Um, you could shoot back and tell me, Hey, his quarterback sucked. And I kind of agree with you. Uh, drew lock was yeah. terrible. And then Russell Wilson, uh, since he left Seattle has been God awful as well. So, um, like I, I would want to know what is Jerry Judy's biggest problem. If you made this trade, is this, is it what's going on in Denver right now? Or is it, and here's the other thing, like Sean Payton is there and for all the shit that we give him, he's not an idiot. Like he's right. a good football coach. Yeah. Like if he gets there, he looks at the tape and be like, let's get rid of Jerry Judy. Yeah. Something's up. So that's exactly how I feel about it. I, I wouldn't trade draft capital. Yeah. Uh, by the way, <laughs> mistake on my part, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown was drafted in 2021. Uh, oh, like, in in the fourth round, um, so the Vikings, you know, that year where the Vikings had what three or four third round picks, and they all sucked except for Patrick Jones, second who's still on the team who can squat like nine thousand pounds apparently. We can't rush the passer. Yeah, but... well, we're getting there. He had some moments. Um, so they passed up on Amon Ross St. Brown for Kellen Mond, Wyatt Davis, Chaz Surratt, uh, and that's worked out very well for them. Um, but look, I was looking at some of the people drafted, uh, the other receivers drafted in 2020 that it was just, this class is like, aside from the first few picks, like this is a ridiculous receiver class. You got Justin Jefferson, you got T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, who else? Brandon Ayuk. Like, uh, I'll even throw Chase Claypool in there because he's been okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's that's in the first two rounds and the Packers so. took a quarterback. <laughs> did, it, Although like, they may have the last laugh yeah, if uh, I'm being very careful by yucking it up over that. Yeah. And the, and yeah. And that was what Joe, Joe Burrow at number one. Uh, yeah. That's that, that draft is a ridiculous receiver draft. Um, but yeah, no, don't, don't, don't be giving up. No, <laughs> there's no reason for the Vikings to give up anything to get Jerry Judy unless he's released and you know he needs a team. Then maybe looking into maybe adding him, but don't don't be giving up anything for him. Well, our final topic centers around the draft as well, and we usually don't pull things from mock drafts on this show. We leave it to other people, but mm -hmm. uh, this is an interesting one because NFL.com's Lance Zerline uh, dropped his latest mock draft and predicted that the Vikings will trade down with the Buffalo Bills who trade up for B. John Robinson at 23 <laughs> and select linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas with the 27th mm -hmm. overall pick. Mm -hmm. So I have some thoughts about this, and I'll start <laughs> here. First of all, the Vikings wouldn't do that trade with the Bills because they want to trade Dalvin Cook. Like right. 
B. John's on the board like, hey, we want to trade up. Wonder for who? Uh, mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. You're, you're going to give us a fourth or whatever for Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. And, and they just didn't they just get James Cook, too. Why would they? Yeah. Not well, that James, James Cook is, James is, Cook's is like a scat back. Yeah. And they just lost. Um, who did they lose? Singletary. He went somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. So they signed Damian Harris, but yeah, I had him on my fantasy team. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also done with fantasy football because um, <laughs> oh, we'll see about it. Made me, it made me lose my shit. All right. Um, <laughs> I like Sanders as a prospect for what it's worth. Sure. I think you use him next to Brian Asamoah. He's a former edge rusher at Alabama before he transferred to Arkansas, so that's good. But it's another premium pick on a position that doesn't require it. Um, you need corners. You need receivers. You need quarterbacks. You need uh, even, I, I mean, you know, look at look Guards. at your tackles. Second round pick for Brian O'Neill. First round pick for Christian Derrissaw. Look at your edge rushers. I mean, yeah, you got lucky with um, Daniil Hunter in the third round. But, I mean, traditionally, those are guys that are drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see the Vikings not sit there and draft for needs necessarily. I want to see them take the best player available. And if you're taking a middle linebacker at the end of the first round, you are taking something that you feel you need. And I, I would not, I would not enjoy that. Even if you do get more picks later in the draft. Yeah. I think the, uh, the description of, of this, this player that, that Lance Erline, uh, what, what was his name again? Uh, Lance Erline. No, 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 the, the player. Oh, the, the linebacker. Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders. I don't, some reason I'm thinking of it as Josh. Yeah. Drew Sanders, like he racked up a bunch of numbers or whatever, Bunch of tackles. Uh, the thing that really caught my eye was when Zer- Zerline said he's a a capable pass rusher. I'm like, oh, good, he's he's capable. That's what you want in your first round pick, a capable pass rusher. Yeah, don't draft unless he's like what the next the second coming of Ray Lewis or Brian Urlacher. Don't don't be uh, drafting a inside linebacker in the first round. Um, and you just look at some of the. I think someone put up uh, a graphic yesterday on Twitter or something about how like. You know, running backs are becoming uh, less important or or less frequent in the first round. And then someone threw up a, a graphic with linebackers, and it was just as bad. Yeah. Like not not that great. Um, please don't do that. Like you you could probably get a starting linebacker undrafted. Um, they're becoming a lot more like you know kickers. Don't draft a kicker. You can get one undrafted or whatever. You don't you know don't get an inside linebacker. You can get one undrafted. You think you think about someone like Eric Wilson who the Vikings mm-hmm. signed as an undrafted free agent. He was with the team for a while. I think he's with the Packers now. That son of a bitch. Um, but uh, yeah, do not. This, this this is probably the worst mock draft selection. Like worse than, this would be worse than Hendon Hooker, I feel like, for, for the Vikings. Mm. What do you think? Would it be? Cause, I cause, think I'd rather have Drew Sanders. Well, no. how old Sanders? <laughs> let's, let's see. Drew Sanders' age. Let's Let's Google it right now. Oh, boy. Um, he is 21 years old. Oh, they would definitely want him because he's young. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He doesn't turn, he doesn't turn 22 until, uh, December 31st. Yeah. All right. But I don't care how old he is. Do do not draft an inside linebacker with your first round pick. Unless, like I said, he's the next. But but let's draft a 25 year old quarterback. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. Yeah. I wasn't saying like do that, but I'm saying like, I, I think I would like it comparing the two evils. I would like the linebacker in the first round less than Hendon Hooker because I feel like even at his age, Hendon Hooker could offer the Vikings more uh, than Drew Sanders could. I don't know, maybe, but it, I, it just seems like a waste to use a first round pick on an inside linebacker. 
Here's also the thing that gets me going. I look at this mock and I see like a bunch of other picks that the Vikings. It's a bad take. mock. too. It's it like, is a bad it's mock. It's really weird. But, but I'll get to that in a second because you got Cedric T- Tillman going 31st uh, to the Chiefs. Okay. I would take him if you're trading down. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty good receiver to put across from Justin Jefferson. He also has Anthony Richardson falling to 14th. Yeah. There is yeah. no way in hell. <laughs> The Vikings are just going to sit there at 23 and be like, oh, he's falling. I wonder why. Hey, yeah. uh, Buffalo, you want to trade up for a running back? Yeah. yeah. Like we we just want to, we really need our second round pick back or whatever. If Anthony Richardson falls past the top 10, you should be like on the phone immediately. Just like, mm-hmm. what do you want? We want to trade up. And I mean, they'll know you want a quarterback. So they'll try and fleece you. But at the same time, like, no, mm-hmm. like, I, like Anthony Richardson past top 10 you have to be like just working your ass off just to pull off a trade because like I said, I think he's the best quarterback, the best type of quarterback right. that the Vikings can get in this draft a guy that you can mold guy that you can sit behind Kirk cousins with like really no issue. He's young. He's young. Like <laughs> I like all those things. And I'm, I'm not saying like you have to draft like a 20 year old in the first right. to like be in the first round. I'm just saying, you know, like with hooker, it's like, you're 25. I've never seen you play out of structure. I've never right. seen you like face adversity. And you had like the greatest schemer in college football as your head coach. Like are people you know, like people who do like big, bigger mock drafts. It's kind of why I try not to do them. Cause I just, I don't know as much about prospects, like a, a large amount of prospects as, as like year long draft analysts do. But like some of the people that just like analyze the whole NFL, like a Chris Sims or, uh, or somebody like that. And they do a whole mock draft. Do you think they just get caught up in the stats? Of, it's group of think. Yeah. It, it's group think. I mean, I saw this way back. I think it was what? 10 years ago. when it was like Blaine Gabbard is good. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> see, like watch watching game. Yeah. Watching games at Missouri. You could tell Blaine Gabbert sucked, but they're like, right. but this speed and they were like Matt Daniels drooling over Jalen Rieger, like them quads and them thighs <laughs> and all this stuff, though. Like this exercise to me is completely pointless because we have no clue how this draft is going to go. We have no clue about how any draft is going to go. There's go a back. couple people to pay attention to. Like Daniel Jeremiah is usually pretty good. Right. At, and and those guys are plugged happen. in. Yeah. Like they, they talk to executives. They they. Yeah quote unquote, no things, but still like last year we were sitting here and like people were mocking Malik Willis second overall to the lions. Like, and he wound up getting taken in the third round. Like we have no idea. Like last year Vikings sitting there, it's like, all right, we're going to take Jordan Davis. We're going to take Kyle Hamilton. We're going to take David. No, we're going to get fleeced in a trade by a division rival. And then that player is going to score a touchdown against us later in the year, because of course, then we're going to trade down again to give the Packers a superstar wide receiver. So there was that. I mean, I'm not trying to be a party pooper because this is fun. This is basically, this is the March madness for like NFL fans. They fill out their mm-hmm. little mock drafts. They try to, they, they, they grind the tape, right? They go on YouTube and they go to just bombs productions. Like this rap star with scholarship. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, or like, you know, it's like techno or something like terminate the domination. And then like, he's just dominating like some guy from Alcorn state or something. Yeah, Alcorn state. Yeah. I was going to say my school, but I didn't want to make people mad in Brookings. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, and plus, Hey, Brookings won a national title and they have a day two prospect in Tucker craft. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, hats off to the jacks. But like, I, it's, it's just at, at this point, 
I am so like exhausted by mock mm-hmm. drafts. Like I probably won't pay attention to many until we get to the week of the draft. Yeah, we still got like twenty five left. Twenty five days left. To go. Yeah. It's a grind, man. It's a grind. And and there's no other rumors, really. Like the Jerry Judy thing. Like I I looked at it. I'm like, nope. And I'm like, ah, we can talk about it because there's nothing. There's nothing going on. Everybody's just kind of it's like that scene in the office where they're like, bought my mic. But, you know, got the guns and they're all like, ah, and then like they put them down and they put them back up. Like that's basically the NFL for the next 21 days. Like, Oh, there'll be, there'll be news manufactured. Um, like with the Dalvin cook stuff where, you know, Palacero is just like, he's feeling great. And it's like, Betty is. Um, but yeah, like even if you're good at like someone like Jeremiah, if you're good at predicting mock drafts, even those guys only get like a third of the selections in the, in the first round. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and <laughs> McShay and Mel Kuyper, they are like at the top of their position or whatever, viewed by some, but some people, they get a lot of things in their mock drafts. Like they get like the first two picks right. And then that's it. <laughs> They've been, they have not been good the last few years. Like there's, there's always, there's always like articles that come out after the draft, like who got their mock draft right and everything. They are never at, the, it's usually like Jeremiah and like someone from like the draft network and someone from like USA Today. It's never Mel Kuyper or like they're good for like analysis because they know about so many prospects. They're good mm-hmm. for that. But as far as like where they think players are going, I know people that did under big names and people like, oh, the Mel Kuyper draft came out. What is he going to do? They are hardly ever close to any of the predictions that they make. So I just want to put that out there. It's mainly people looking to see who fits for their teams. And it's it's weird, too, because like someone like Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay, who are so involved in the draft, you'd think they would have like maybe they do and they just don't talk about it. But they, they would have more sources or connections to like scouts and executives that would actually like kind of help them figure out what players uh, might be going where, but it doesn't seem like they do. Like Kuiper's just worried about having like, what does he have? Pumpkin pie for breakfast every day or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. He has a slice of pumpkin pie for breakfast. I like day. pumpkin pie, but I don't think I'd like it very much if I had it every day. <laughs> every day. I have a bagel every day, but that's like breakfast food. Pumpkin pie and the coffee. That's, that's a pretty good combo though. Oh yeah. But I mean, you know, every day would be a little, a lot of sugar. Yeah. A lot of sugar. <laughs> lot of sugar well we're on a sugar high here with all this draft talk um that's all the time we have for today i'm, I'm sorry we're just throwing all the information out <laughs> there uh but we do this every monday and thursday right here on the viking age youtube channel you're also in podcast form the very next day you can like comment share and subscribe so you never miss a new episode i'm chris shad he's adam patrick and we'll see you on monday credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.